Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The local business community update. The local business community update. On the long-discussed NEPA to New York City train that's on track to become a reality by 2028. Our partner in this series, Bob Durkin, president of the Greater Scranton Chamber of Commerce, also known simply as the Chamber. Happy New Year, Bob. Happy New Year to you as well, Nancy and Jason. It's great to be back. This is something we've been talking about for decades, and it looks more and more likely as we move along. Let's talk about just what a big impact this would have on our region if this thing actually is a reality by the year 2028. I'll share quickly the... uh we had a, a rally up at Kalahari during the holidays, sponsored by the Pocono Mountain Visitors Bureau, uh, the Scranton Chamber, Pocono Chamber, uh, and uh, NEPA Alliance. It was a great crowd, 500 plus people uh, that came out. And I mentioned it in this context. One of the speakers, uh, a young man who's uh, been a train supporter for many years, talked to him about how he's talking to his grandmother about how the train's going to be a reality. And he, and he quoted his grandmother as saying, yes, uh, the train has always been five years away. That's for the last 25 years. Right, so it's a reality. Right, we've been talking about it forever. Uh, the, the real issue here is what's what's different today than ten years ago, fifteen, twenty-five years ago, and that is the funding at the federal level through the Infrastructure and Jobs Act. And uh, essentially, if you think about it, uh, even five years ago, when we talked about the idea of passenger train service from northeastern Pennsylvania to New York, it was really sort of a parochial conversation. And what I mean by that is the regional rail authority uh, was talking about it from the standpoint of putting regular passenger train on there. There was no discussion of Amtrak. But once this infrastructure bill passed and once the president of the United States stood up in front of the country and said, we're going to put train service back from Scranton to New York City, that completely changed the game. When the president of the United States says that, it draws attention. But here's the best part about this. Grabbing the the people's attention on that was, was was great, but right, but you still have to, you know, cross the T's and and dot all the I's, and, and what really also matters is that Amtrak has been trying to develop enhanced corridors, and that's really what this is about. is about our organization, our this chamber and or this uh, this project rather, being listed, uh, and one of the new corridors. I think there are some sixty corridors that were identified through the uh, this legislation. And um, so the, po- the path to getting there is, is really, it's not easy because it's political, um, but the path that we have, I think, is easier than most other areas. And with roughly 60 corridors proposed to be added, there are standards, right? There are required standards. And to, to the credit of the Federal Railroad Administration and Amtrak, they make sure that you're checking off these proper boxes. 
when you start to look at the boxes we check for this particular line, it's fantastic. I mean, I've heard from uh, several different sources that, uh, that we're as high as number three to five on the list of that 60. Oh, wow. And, and the reason for that is that we've got all our ducks in a row. You know, as I mentioned, it used to be the Pennsylvania Northeast Railroad Authority that was the lone wolf. You know, yes, the chambers of commerce and the, the municipalities were all calling for it, but, you know, sort of in a distant way. Yeah. What really matters, where the, mo- where the money matters, is when PennDOT got involved. So under the Wolf administration, near the end of the Wolf administration, there was actually a movement, and he had not been over the top uh, excited about the idea of passenger rail support from PennDOT, but ultimately put, I believe it was $17 million into the budget to replace the ties and the, the rail lines uh, throughout the entire core of the Pennsylvania section of this proposed line. That was a huge start, and it put in place you know, an opportunity for the Pennsylvania Northeast Rail Authority and others to be able to stay, say to Amtrak and now the Federal Railroad Administration on their checklist of what they're looking for, first and foremost, the line is going to be there and it's going to be a quality line, the, the line you will need to run an Amtrak train. Is this very similar to how in bigger cities sometimes there's a giant dump of an area and someone goes, I'm going to build a stadium there and they go, yeah. well, we don't see it. So they clear the land and prepare it and then bring the people in and go, look what we did. That is exactly it. Exactly, Jason, because think about it, the, the competition, if it, as it were, and I'm, it's not fair to call them competition, the other corridors that have been proposed, very few of them have complete control of the corridor the way we do. Right now, if you're, for example, if you wanted to run from point A to point B almost anywhere in the country, you'd have to go to, you have to use an existing rail corridor. And Norfolk Southern is an example of the largest of the rail lines, the, the private companies. And if you want to run along their line, They'll let you do that. In fact, they have to let you do that if the federal government says you, they want it done. But you, they have to, you have to pay them. And you have to pay them millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to be able to use their lines. In our case, you don't have to pay anybody. We're saying we already control it, and we're going to allow it to be used. And it's because of the foresight of Lackawanna and Monroe counties in creating this joint you know, uh, rail authority years ago. First it was Lackawanna County, and then later on joined with Monroe County. And these folks have recognized the economic balance and impact of having a short line freight rail serving our area. This is just adding on another layer with passenger rail. So we're just in a very unique position. We're a good deal. We're a very good deal for the federal government to select this corridor. Um, Honestly, I used to say, five years ago, if you said, what about this? I said, probably not in my lifetime. Now I'm telling you, this is going to happen. And it was a complete game changer once the money was on the table from the federal government. Okay, let's go into the... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Specifics about how it benefits us. One of the top things we hear from people is, this is great for people who work in or around the city of New York and live in our area. Um, yes. <laughs> it, like, the, the reality is, just like any public project, you know, whether you're talking about uh, buses running through the cities or, or trains running in, you know, intercity or interstate, uh, it's going to be a mix. So there are going to be a great number of people, we think, uh, who, who will benefit, particularly along that corridor, more so probably New Jersey and into the Poconos, that will connect to New York City for work. Now, we know, and we talked about this last time, Jason, when we were here, uh, there are a lot of people, a number of buses that run from Wilkes-Barre and Scranton, you know, through the Poconos and into New York City. So there's, there's still evidence that there are people doing that. Uh, we know through uh, the pandemic and the growth that we've seen in places like downtown Scranton, downtown Wilkes-Barre, where adaptive reuse of buildings have turned old, you know, commercial in, uh, sites into uh, residential sites. There's a lot of people who are working remotely who are actually working in either New York City or Northern Jersey. So yes, that's going to be a one of the pluses, but think about some of the other opportunities here. Our colleges and universities have tremendous um, populations from Northern Jersey and New York City, uh, particularly University of Scranton, Marywood, uh, Wilkes, Kings, Misericordia. This is an opportunity for all of those colleges and universities to benefit from the families who would want their children to come to these quality universities and they're used to using public transit. They don't want to get on the road. They don't want to be traveling in the car for three hours. They're, they're preferred to be able to t- jump on a train. So they're going to benefit. Likewise, uh, Pocono Mountain Visitors Bureau put together a study, an economic impact study, that spoke to the recreational component to this. Really big numbers, really big, that people want to come, not just to come through Monroe, Lackawanna, and into Luzerne counties, but all over northeastern Pennsylvania, Pike, Wyoming, Susquehanna, Wayne counties, for outdoor recreational purposes. It's a really big market, and it's going to grow because it's going to make it easier for those people who otherwise live in the city or the urban areas of northern Jersey to come out here. And then it goes well beyond that. There'll, there'll be other growth opportunities economically beyond just those populations. Now, I hate going down this road, but I'm going to be the voice of some people <laughs> yeah, for a second. Right. Okay, here we go. Uh, you talked about all the people coming from other places. What about the locals who don't want the number one travel companion of people in North Jersey, apparently, in New York is drugs and crime. That's what they're going to bring. What do you say about that? How can you even defend that? I, I, here's all I'm going to say. Like, that's ridiculous. I mean, if you use that same logic and you say, we don't want to give access to people who are bringing, have access to crime or bringing in drugs or whatever else, we don't want them. We're going to have to shut down Route 81, 84, 80, Turnpike, right? We have right. we have roadways that lead to, to and from these these locations. What's to prevent those people from bringing these things in by by car? 
I mean, it's ridiculous to say that the trains are going to bring this. The population that's going to ride a train is not the population people are talking about in that context. And I've talked to law enforcement about this as well. They simply recognize, look, there's a homogenous interconnectedness all over the country and all over northeastern Pennsylvania. The train is not going to make a difference in that context. It's going to add other benefits, I think, at a higher level of socioeconomic impact because the people riding a train are more likely, frankly, to be higher level socioeconomically, people who have more money. I was going to ask you that. We do have bus service, but Mm -hmm. there's a very different experience traveling by bus and traveling by train. And that is not to say one is bad. It's to say it's totally different experiences and different ways that people prefer. So let me say this, Nancy. Think about, you know, the numbers bear this out. And certainly anecdotally, things bear this out. Throughout the entire last four years, and it was happening organically before that, we were already seeing an influx of individuals who were working remotely. The concept of remote work didn't happen just because of COVID. It was already happening. And as a result of that, you see people who are willing to and want to be here. They want to be in Northeastern Pennsylvania. They recognize the quality of life, the lower cost of living, and it is a lower cost of living. Um, And they realize that they can enjoy the quality of life here and the pace of life here and still have easy access to what's happening out there. Now, if you choose, you know, different varieties of travel, bus, train, car, that's great, isn't it? I mean, doesn't isn't that what we want? More options. Yeah, Good. our cosmopolitan. We want to be cosmopolitan in the sense of complementary cosmopolitan, right? Absolutely. Also, when you talk about quality of life, people talk about this is something that opens up additional medical facilities, some exactly. of the top-notch medical facilities and hospitals uh, in the uh, whole eastern coast. Yeah, I mean, what what, what would you prefer to have access to? Uh, uh, the greatest uh, theaters uh, on earth, uh, the greatest medical centers on earth, uh, other amenities and, and business connections. You know, I represent the Chamber of Commerce, so we represent the business perspective. The business community wants access to markets, and we don't care, they don't care whether that market is right next door or whether it's 100 miles away. Ease, ease of access is a benefit to the business community, and, and that's, that's what we represent. And that's something that when a business looks to come here, they want to see yeah. all of these things, including this easy access to the best city yeah. in the country, if not the world. Let me use a small scale example here. Uh, think about Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe thrives at all times of year, right? Not just the holidays, the summer, different times. Jim Thorpe thrives because people come there. <laughs> and it's a small, quaint you know, village in the middle of the Poconos, right? That's something that's going to, if you just take that concept that people like that, we're seeing that in Scranton. We've seen it in Wilkes-Barre. We see there are people who, who either stumble upon our communities and say, I didn't, I didn't know. I get this all the time where people have had writers, especially, you know, national and international writers because of the connection of Biden to Scranton. So over the year, last couple of years, people call and come to see us and they, they end up in Scranton and they say things to me like, I, I didn't know it was like this. It's really nice. They don't know what to expect. Maybe what they thought when they watched The Office or where they, whether they heard, you know, historically an old mine town or whatever else. We're not like that. We have wonderful amenities. So the same concept, and I'm, I'm taking an exaggeration to say the Jim Thorpe example because it's, you know, intended to be a, a, a visitor location. 
but there are greater and more disparate um, quality of life aspects that, that happen or are available in Luzerne and Lackawanna counties. Those things are going to be exploited in a positive way by people who recognize, I want to come back to Scranton or Wilkes-Barre or Luzerne and Lackawanna counties, or I've stumbled upon this and I want to live here. We've seen examples of that, and I think it's going to happen more, and I think it's going to be to the benefit of the community. When you talk about the uh, positive impacts, mm-hmm. there's a case study, a similar situation, a city in Maine, in yes. Boston, where they put a train in, and what was the cause and effect yeah. up there? Yeah, and I, and I apologize because I can't remember now the name of the line, but um, um, Congressman- the main line. I like yeah, that. Co- well, Congressman uh, Matt Cartwright cited this at that rally I referenced up at Kalahari, and it goes from Boston to Maine. Now, think about this. Boston is smaller than New York City. And the end line up in Maine is much smaller than Scranton or the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre metropolitan area. The result has been that those trains, not only are they regularly filled, they went from three lines a day to five lines a day, and they're on the verge of going to seven a day. So when you look at the, the early conversations, not the studies because there's still more work to be done through the Federal Railroad Administration on what the real number of lines ought to be, but if the conversation starts with three per day, you know, three each way, back and forth to New York uh, from, from Scranton. And and you look at those, you know, the density and the numbers of the example in uh, in New England, it's clear that the three lines a day that they're talking about are easily going to be filled. And probably, if that pattern holds, we're looking at more. When it comes to this area, um, people see the train, they go, oh, it's just a way to get from point A to point B and back. But beyond that, there's, there's yeah. more. I know we had a conversation prior to Christmas, but... People get these jobs, higher-paying jobs. They come here. They like the they like the lifestyle. Yeah. Cost of living very low. They buy property. Tell us what like property values and how it may bring new business. And there's so many different yeah. aspects of this that we could get into. Yeah. But. Well, and and Jason, you and I talked about this as you, as you referenced before, uh, right around Christmas. You know, if if someone said to me, Bob, don't bring any business that's going to raise the the cost of living because we don't want, you know higher quality of life. You don't want to be able to benefit from the value of your home. That's ridiculous. I mean, I apologize to say that. My job representing a chamber of commerce is the opposite of that, right? My job is to make sure that we do raise property values, that we do raise the value of uh, living in northeastern Pennsylvania to the point that those of us, and and let's pause on this one. What's the single most important thing in the portfolio of most people living in northeastern Pennsylvania? It's their home. It's the value of their home. So if their home that's worth $200,000, $300,000 right now suddenly is worth $250,000 or $350,000, is that a problem? They've gained value. It's the equity in your home that's the biggest piece of your most people's portfolio. That's what we want to see. You know, we're, you know there's this old wives' tale, and we've, I think we talked about this, I should say, urban myth, you know, that the Chamber of Commerce, you know, years ago turned down uh, an opportunity for Ford Motor Company or fill in the blank. It was Ford. It was, you know, Chevy. It was something else, some auto dealer or, uh, you know, factory. Turned it down because they didn't want to bring them in here because they would force uh, wages up in the other the other businesses. An absolute ridiculous urban myth. Never happened. People who've talked about it say, oh, I know what happened. I know for a fact. I've heard that one. I've heard it for a fact. Really? Show me where there's evidence of that. It never happened. You know, I, I, my, my comment on this, I'd crawl from here to Detroit on my knees for an auto factory. You know, we would want that because it would raise everybody. You know, rising tide raises all ships, right? And that's that's what we look for. And that's what I think the addition of the train is going to be just one more piece of many pieces that we've added in northeastern Pennsylvania that are going to make continue to make us one of the more higher quality 
bedroom communities to the uh, larger urban areas. We talk sometimes about the office puts Granton on the map. <laughs> Granted, it's not the same Scranton they get when, yeah. they, you know, when they get here, what they yeah. see on TV. Is it important to have Scranton on the actual train map? Is there any benefit in literally having your name on that line? Uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you sort of take that to the level of you know, the marketing that we do, and we do marketing through the chamber through what we call the Scranton plan. And almost all of our marketing is industrial and economic development marketing. So a lot of people, when I tell them about the Scranton plan, they say, well, I've, I've never heard of that or I, I haven't seen your marketing. It's because we don't do it here. We do it outside. We do it in northern Jersey, New York. Philly, Baltimore, Washington. You know, you don't, we're not trying to attract people from Scranton to Wilkes-Barre. We're trying to attract them from New York to Scranton, from Baltimore to Scranton, whether it's, whether it's businesses or talent. And the idea that Scranton gets identified as one of those stops and, and it becomes commonplace and knowledge that we're in the same mix as the larger cities. I mean, there's a, there's a marketing value to that that just, I, I can't even put a price tag on. And then add that to the whole visitor and tourism experience. Now, the Poconos are going to benefit tremendously from this. But think about it. What is the next most proximate community? What's the largest metropolitan area? scranton Wilkesboro. We are the ones that are closest to what's, hap- what's going to happen from a tourism standpoint. We don't have to draw, you know, if the Poconos drew, you know, drew an extra million people, we don't have to draw a million to benefit what's happening here and from a, from a visit, visitation standpoint. An extra 100,000, 200,000, 250,000 to go to Steamtown, uh, to go to um, Mohegan Sun, you know, to go to the, you know, the arena or, 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 or uh, Mohegan, Pennsylvania now. These are all, ben- they're all going to benefit from access from these people because, you know, the, a percentage of those who are going to do their visitation are going to take a step into the Poconos and they're going to look around and say, well, what else is around here? I think we're going to benefit in that regard. You, you mentioned uh, Kalahari where they yeah. had the rally. Yeah. Um, a possible stop being close to Kalahari? Um, yeah. there's. I mean, right now the plan is uh, East Stroudsburg and Mount Pocono. So okay. Mount, Mount Pocono is right there. That's that's where Kalahari and, and Great Wolf uh, and, and Pocono Manor are located. I think I know the answer, but in case yeah. anyone is wondering... Okay, but so you drop people off in the middle of Mount Pocono. How are they going to get there? How are they going to get to Kalahari? <laughs> oh, believe me, this is not my call. It'll be the Monroe County commissioners probably and those businesses. They're going to have transportation. There's going to be waiting there for you. I was yeah. thinking that with the casino too up here. Yeah, know. yeah, they'll be they'll be you know this is going to fall in line. Um, you know, either private or public transportation is going to fall in line. And look, it's going to take you know four to five years before this, if we're lucky that that you know that timeline holds. So there's plenty of time for people to plan for this once the, once the full go-ahead takes place. And look, we're, we're, you know, we're optimistic. There's every reason to believe that this is a plus, this is, this is a go. Uh, but you still have to go through the FRA, Federal Railroad Administration study, uh, before we get the full go-ahead. We shall see where this goes because it's moving forward. We are yep. on track. Yep. And in five years, we could be talking about the actual reality and the impacts. And so it is exciting. We're talking to Bob Durkin, president of the Greater Scranton Chamber of Commerce. For more information, including how to join and contact Bob, visit scrantonchamber.com. And this is the WILK Local Business Community Update. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.